Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Not Over It. I'm Becky Kirsch. And I'm Zareen Siddiqui. And today we're getting ahead of that post-dinner four-hour back and forth with your family while you try to figure out what to watch on the thousands of streaming platforms that are available to us. A time-honored Thanksgiving tradition, even if you're by yourself, sadly. Yeah, it's kind of like the digital version of when you'd go to Blockbuster and roam around the store for two hours and everyone would fight over what you were going to rent. Someone's already seen something that the other one wants to watch. I'm usually the person who's who's already seen everything. And ironically, I'm also the person that everyone expects to have some sort of great recommendation, but it's hard to have a great recommendation for something you haven't seen. No, there's a lot, there's a lot of complexity and layers to this problem. There's always, I mean, I do remember vividly one time me and my dad went to Blockbuster to go find a movie for everyone. And for some reason, he left me in charge of it. And I came back with the Christian Bale movie, The Machinist. Oh, God. (laughs) And my mom was like, you hate all of us? What's like what's going on? And um, those privileges were revoked from me forever. But thankfully, Blockbuster died after that anyway. So it didn't matter. Rest in peace, Blockbuster. Yes. (laughs) Um, But first, Becky, what's your not over it this week? Okay, my not over for this week is about Chris Pratt. You know Chris Pratt as Andy Dwyer on Parks and Rec Ugh. in a previous life. Ooh-hoo-hoo-wee! Can't believe we're at Hogwarts. No, that's Buckingham Palace. That makes me sad. That reference. In a more current life, you know him as Star Lord from Guardians of the Galaxy. You you don't know him as Star Lord from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, but. Some people do. I actually really um, enjoyed that movie. I do. That's Groot. Or Groot's in that. as main character whose name I don't know offhand from the Jurassic World movies. Um, or as Katherine Schwarzenegger's husband, which brings us to today. So Chris Pratt, who's married to Katherine Schwarzenegger, as I just said, this is his second marriage. He was previously married to Anna Ferris, And I think it's safe to say that Chris Pratt has evolved and changed in certain ways over the years, especially after he went through like a physical transformation for Guardians of the Galaxy. He got a lot more famous. He got a lot more vocal about some of his religious and, you know, other political worldviews. Anyway, he posted on Instagram about Catherine with this lengthy caption, a picture of them that looks like a stock photo that they had done by some, you know, when you were a kid and your mom would be like, the photographer is coming over to take portraits. Like, <laughs> clearly not a regular candid photo. It was like someone took this photo of her looking at him and 
the caption was like schmaltzy and over the top, but like him trying to be overly sarcastic and said, look how she's looking at me. I mean, find you someone that looks at you like that. You know, we met in church. She's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly. Sometimes I put in my earbuds to drown it out, but that's love. Ha 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 ha. So, you know, you see this, you roll your eyes, it goes on, you move on for some reason. And, and, this is not the first time Chris Pratt has posted something like this. He's been posting ridiculous things like this for years. I I have, um, you know, changed my view of how I feel about Chris Pratt based largely because of his social media presence. But people really glommed on to this one and it generated all this backlash about people saying that he was misogynistic and gross and trying to be like Ryan Reynolds and Blake Lively, but not doing it well, which I sort of agree with, but also really digging into the fact that he called out having a healthy daughter because his son, Jack with Anna Ferris had some health issues at birth, which they've been very vocal about. Um, and I, I really don't think he meant any of this to insult Anna or to insult his son, but I find it really funny that people are acting like this is the first time he's done something like this. Like no one knew that he was like this for like the right. past however many years. This isn't really a revelation of him being like mostly gross the last couple of years. With- no, it's just like you're a, a strange pod person now, and <laughs> yes. that's just like what you're what you're giving us. But he doubled down on it by posting on Instagram this video where he, first of all, is wearing an American flag hoodie. Oh, it's all bad. And talks about how he went to bed kind of upset and depressed, and then he woke up feeling crappy, and he didn't want to work out. But he knew if he put on his Christian music playlist and got out of the woods. It just feels very specific. Um, Well, it's just like big culty energy. There's nothing nothing wrong with leaning into your faith. The way that he does it makes everybody uncomfortable, I think. Yes, um, I agree. I also, I always equate him, his trajectory and John Krasinski's trajectory. And it's like, they both kind of start off these like cute, nerdy guys on two really funny TV shows. And it's just, man, John Krasinski did it right. And Chris Pratt really should have taken notes. Well, I, I could see that. But I mean, I also not think- that John Krasinski's like so much better. He does a lot of cringy things too. Like he overly talks about Emily Blunt and like being obsessed with her and like, I'm not saying he's perfect, but he's definitely out of those two. He's definitely doing it better. Well, he seems more human, but, you know, he yes, went he out for the role of Captain America and didn't get it. So had he been accepted into the Marvel Universe, we won't know until he is. Chris Pratt, no I just one, think no one no one expected this from him. And it's just gotten weirder and weirder as time goes on. But Right. Well, I think people really equated him with Andy and then Star-Lord, which is also like a very fun character. And the real Chris Pratt, the real, nobody wants the real Chris Pratt to stand up is what's happening. No, but soon you can hear the voice of Chris Pratt as Mario in the upcoming Mario Brothers movie. It's a me, Mario. Don't worry, he's, he's going to do it in an American way. Thank God. Anyway, <laughs> what's your not over it? So Tina Turner is suing a German tribute performer for looking too much like her. Hmm. I, her lawyer, her, so Tina Turner's lawyers said that Dorotha, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this correctly, so I apologize, but Dorotha Coco Fletcher looks too much like the real Turner in, in promotional posters, I guess, and they think that that could confuse fans into believing that the real Tina Turner is somehow involved in the show. Um <laughs> All of this is so deranged, but my favorite part of this is uh, 
Coco's attorney's response, which was, quote, only a chronically stupid person who looks at everything superficially would get the two confused. Wow, shots fired. <laughs> chronically stupid. Is that a condition? <laughs> like, but like, aren't there a lot of chronically stupid people who look at everything superficially? I feel like they just described a lot of the population. I mean, yes, correct. But also, this is just the most deranged story of like, her entire job is to look like you. She is a tribute performer, and your problem is that she's doing too good of a job, so you have to sue her. Well, yeah. Like, should she get a cut of that? She doesn't I, get royalties from people I don't think living, making a living off of looking off. Like, what about like all you? those? Maybe it should. What about all those Elvis impersonators on Vegas, like on the Strip? What? I mean, Priscilla if the ghost getting, of Elvis, like, I think if the ghost of Elvis decided that one of them looked too much like him, then that he should would be strike him his down. Rights. That should be within his rights. I don't know. I love this entire story. Obviously, um, we're not going to find out who wins the celebrity death match until February of 2022. But um, I can't wait, and I will report back on who. Comes I'll tell out you who should be able to sue them. One of these chronically stupid people who fell for this thought they were seeing the real Tina Turner bought a ticket and then realized. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they would have to realize that the real Tina wasn't there. But that seems like grounds. They were tricked. That's fair. Yeah, those were the only people I can sue, but. I'll report back in February. I can't wait. You should sue your friend who has the exact same name as you and confuses everyone on Instagram. The other Zareen Siddiqui. Hey, shout out to the other Zareen. Miss ya. It's confusing. <laughs> I'm suing you for confusal. <laughs> turning, you're turning me into a chronically stupid person. Anyway, this is our last episode before Thanksgiving, which sounds very dramatic, but really just means we're taking Thanksgiving week off, as should everyone. And... In preparation, our gift to you is we're going to give you some ideas for things you can watch during what we hope is your Thanksgiving break, whether you're with your family, you're with your kids, or you're by yourself. We're hoping to cut down on the time in which you spend endlessly scrolling, fighting, or the other things that could happen. Zareen, what is your Thanksgiving situation going to be like? And describe it to me, and I will see like an oracle, like a like a like a magic eight ball. I'm gonna see if I can give you the answer to what you should stream based on who you're gonna be with. Okay. Well, I'm actually gonna be with quite a few people. Um, I'll be spending Thanksgiving at my boyfriend's family's house. Um, my parents will also be joining us, so there are two sets of parents. Two sets of parents. I repeat. Um, very hard to please when it comes to streaming. Um, and my boyfriend, but he's the least important. He doesn't really watch TV anyway, so nobody cares what he wants. Um, mostly the parents and me is what we really need to worry about here. Okay. The parents, his parents have really enjoyed Succession. They enjoyed Ted Lasso, a big range, um, as do mine. They're pretty much up for everything. Okay. For the series to watch with the parents... I am choosing Made on Netflix. This, have you watched Made on Netflix? First of all, I should find out. No, I haven't. This came out amidst all the Squid Games mania. So I feel yes, like. Yes, I don't recommend. You could actually watch Squid Game with parents too. But like, I don't, I don't know if I recommend that. It's a lot. It's a lot to experience together. It could bring you closer together. But <laughs> I instead will recommend Made. It's a drama on Netflix. It sounds like it's going to be like maybe 
a little slow and maybe a little depressing. And it is depressing, but I didn't find it to be slow. It's based on a memoir and it follows this young mom who's played by Margaret Qualley as she's trying to leave her abusive husband and create a better life for their daughter. And she's basically just leaving him, leaving him with nothing. Like she, she's, she has nothing. He has the trailer, but it's like all these trials and tribulations that she's, that she goes through, like just trying to make money, trying to find housing and like really shows how, difficult it can be and how it seems like no one's on your side and um so in that way it is a little bit depressing but my parents really enjoyed it and that was actually where I got the recommendation from originally because I also missed it in the midst of Squid Game um the performances are really good it's interesting to see Margaret Qualley play opposite her real life mom Andy McDowell who also plays her mother oh also, Margaret Qualley, her character's name is Alex, and her parents are not the best parents in the world. And I think in some ways it makes you more grateful for your own parents. So maybe it'll help you hug your parents a little bit tighter. So that's my recommendation. Okay. Direct for from you. a parent. I'll take it. So now you have to give me one because I already saw this and so did my parents. <laughs> okay. Well, have you seen Colin in Black and White? No. Okay. Well, first, a lot of people think this is actually a docu-series, but it's it's more of a drama that's actually narrated by Colin Kaepernick, and I think that confuses a lot of people where they're like, oh, I don't want to watch this because it feels very documentary style, which it kind of is, but the, there is someone like cast as young Colin Kaepernick. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's scripted. Yes. So young Colin is cast as well. Um, it also has uh, Mary Louise Parker from Weeds and... Um, you know, it's it's produced and created by Colin himself and her favorite Ava DuVernay. So you really can't go wrong with a Ava DuVernay production, I have to say. It's it's a little bit on the heavier side, but it is, you know, it's it's informative and important. It's something that I think has lighter moments, but I'm not um I'm not super deep into it, but I'm really enjoying it just because it's interesting. It's an interesting How many episodes is it? It's Low Commitment. It's a six-episode miniseries. Nick Offerman's also in it. So if you're a Parks and Rec fan. Nice. And of course, you know, take your family's politics and views in mind before you recommend this to them. But Yikes. I think yeah. I think my family will be okay with I this. Think, but yeah. I think we're both fine. Okay. But Zareen, I'm only going to be at my parents' house for a couple of nights. And then I'm going to be spending time with my sister and my brother-in-law. And it is really hard for me to find anything to watch with them because I have seen everything and they have seen like two episodes of most things and never want to go back to the beginning. But do you have something that you think neither one of us have ever watched? You have watched and Meg hasn't watched and George hasn't watched? Well, but just based on what you know that I haven't watched. I mean, I I know you haven't watched Dave Dave. because I've been telling you to watch Dave for like a hundred years you have been telling me about how do you know i didn't watch it i just didn't tell because i know it. i know you would be texting me the minute you turned on dave dave is about an aspiring rapper lil dicky played by dave bird himself who is also one of the creators of the show and it's based loosely on his own life it's like all about a neurotic man who's convinced himself that he's destined to be one of the best rappers of all time and sort of what that journey entails um including some of his closest friends by his side I I have to say, I do recommend this show. There's two seasons of it on Hulu. It's something that you could watch with them because they are mature adults and it won't be as awkward. I would not recommend watching this show with your parents. Um, 
My but parents also, are mature adults. Well, if you know, you don't want to. Okay, but this was like you recommending Bridgerton with my mom, and then I was like in for a world of just. Well, like, I did not recommend that to you. Yes, you were like you could watch Bridgerton, and then I watched it with my mom, and I was like, you did not tell me. But I felt like I, that must be because someone else told me that I could watch Bridgerton with my mom, and I must have told you that before I watched Bridgerton with my okay, mom. Well, because whatever I, it was, you well, really there was a problem. With, there is a problem with the chain of command here because <laughs> okay, well, I would not have. I had such a anyway. Well. I my there's mom, a lot of my mom listens to this podcast mom it was fine but I wouldn't I don't know if I'd recommend that for us again well, I don't I'm know if saying. Peggy would enjoy Dave there's a lot of she probably wouldn't yeah there's a lot of crass sex like you know sexual humor and if you get like uncomfortable watching very very awkward situations with friends I guess you should avoid this um but yeah I this show with what's parents. an example of a very very awkward situation this, you're being so vague. Because it's I, like, I, so, I don't want to like talk about this, the weird things I What is this show? show? Oh, it's like you don't want to spoil it for me? Like, I don't even understand no, what this show is No, this has nothing to spoil. Like, I just like don't even want to explain because it's so awkward, the situations that he puts himself in. Okay. Um, I think part of the problem good. is the is the cell you're putting on this. is. It's a really fun, quirky show, and it's I, I, the side, not side characters, the ensemble cast. <laughs> Side the side the side pieces are great. The side pieces are great. The ensemble cast is amazing. I I really enjoy Dave himself also, but it's the cast that really makes it for me. Um and I think you would really enjoy a lot of the ensemble cast as well. Like the humor that they provide. It can be dark uh, at times, I like, but it's fun. I do like when people provide humor. Yeah, yeah. It's like a very it's a fun show that like you take away. I mean, there's like dark times, but it's it's mostly like uplifting. And also, you'll forever have, hi, I'm Dave, stuck in your head. So. Hi, I'm Dave. Okay, well, I wasn't planning on making this comparison or segue, but I feel like the way you describe this show could also be applied to Pen15. Oh, man, I love Pen15. In that it has an interesting ensemble cast, but it's weird and very uncomfortable and quirky at times, although that show is not hard to describe. It's about two adults who play eighth graders. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> in the 90s and that show is coming back december 3rd so if you have not watched the first two seasons of this it took me a minute to get into because it is hard to get past watching fully grown adults like genuinely and earnestly play middle schoolers also because they just look yeah they're like overgrown like eighth but like somehow it works but also like the the juxtaposition with like actually they're the only ones who are adults cast everyone else are actual (laughs) children so the boys especially the side the side by sides is sometimes difficult but you do miraculously stop thinking about it after a while in a way that's also sort of upsetting i love to remind yourself yeah that is that's a good show that to can that can be very easily compared to dave so and they're both on hulu one-stop shop. I know, which, um, Becky, I know a show that you have enlisted me to watch is The Love Life, which is an anthology series. I did not take you up on the first season offer because I'm not an Anna Kendrick fan. No offense to anyone that is. Um, but season two is more focused on, I will learn this actor's name, but Chitty from The Good Place. Um, t- t- William Jackson Harper. Yes. Um, it's all focused on him. And this is a series that I'm looking forward to watching. Yeah, this is, I mean, whether or not you want to watch the first season, the whole theme of the show is sort of like one long romantic comedy. It's like each episode is the main character sort of 
going on a date or a one night stand or just sort of like a different person that comes into their life. And so you're sort of watching uh, the trajectory of would you, you know, say who watching this show kind of reminds you of um fuck what was the Zoe Kravitz show that got canceled on Hulu High Fidelity High Fidelity Ugh, I really enjoyed that a little I mean I think if you like that show you might like this show I mean if you like romantic comedies in general yeah. but the second season is a totally different vibe than the first season because the first season is following like a young white woman who's single on her journey and the second season is following a 30 something black man who has just gotten a divorce and i think you know the people they surround themselves with are a little bit different like the the issues that they're having are different um so it's been really interesting to see a totally different cast and both of them take place in new york so it's a through line of both of them and you know they are slightly connected but that's something else i enjoy about it Nice. We love a show with New York energy. We do. It's on HBO. FYI. Um, well, since you talked about Bridgerton, another show you should not watch with your mom, but could watch with your siblings, is The Great, which is also on Hulu, and the second season just came out. All the episodes, so there are now 20 episodes. So if you have some time on your hand and you're ready to strap in, I I do think this appeals to fans of Bridgerton if you want something that's like a little smarter. Mm. No offense to Bridgerton. Um, it has a lot less reggae on page, but it does have Nicholas Holt. Um, it's just wittier and funnier. The costumes are amazing. This is another one that sounds like it could potentially be dry, but like this is not the crown. Like there are a lot of laughs in this. They take a lot of liberties. It's not really trying to be like extremely historically accurate. Got it. And overall, I find the show to be very enjoyable. Well, I love a British show. Maybe I'll dive in. Okay, well, it's it's not British because it's about Catherine the Great. I mean, Nicholas Holt is British, but it's more about Russia. What? Yeah, like Peter the Great and Catherine the Great. You remember that from history books. Oh, okay. You won't know the difference. You can tell yourself it's British. It has British actors. (laughs) It's like I can fool myself into convincing myself. Elle Fanning has an accent. Oh, dear. But she's and she's pretending to be British. No, no one's pretending to be British. Oh my God! Okay, we have to. Don't worry about it. Just watch it. You'll enjoy it. I think we need to go to a break. Yes, please. Okay. Well, if you're like my mother, who decorated for the holidays on October nineteenth. <laughs> is that her birthday? Yes. Is that her birthday? Yes, Happy birthday, Mimi. <laughs> um, you, maybe you want to watch some TV shows to get you in the mood for the holidays. Obviously, Mimi does not need a lot of help in that department as she gets into holiday mood the day after. Actually, Labor Day, it seems like. It's not even Halloween. She didn't even wait for Halloween. Um, but some TV shows that, you know, bring out the festive side of us. Festivus. It's hard to find a TV series. I mean, really, the answer to this is you should head on over to Netflix and then just get lost in their holiday um, original programming for as long as possible. They do have a there is a full Christmas series called Dash and Lily that came out last year. So you might want to start with that. If you just want a good show that also maybe has a good Christmas episode and you already watched Ted Lasso, which had a really random Christmas episode in the middle of its season for no apparent reason. Um. There is an underrated 
show called Starstruck on HBO Max. The show has not gotten a lot of attention, but it is sweet. It's an easy binge. It's also sort of in the same realm of love life and that it's very romantic comedy-ish. Um, it's only six episodes and it focuses on this woman who has a one-night stand on New Year's Eve with a guy and then realizes the next morning that he is a famous actor. Oh, plot twist. Yeah. How so, Ted Hamilton. No. I forgot the plot of that movie. Win a date with Ted Hamilton. I think that's wrong. That's that in that reference. I think she always knew Ted Hamilton was famous, but it's been a while since I've seen it. Tad. His name is Tad. I said that. I know. I I said Ted. (laughs) Oh, I mean, in your defense, Tad is not really as much of a common name. Anyway, back to Starstruck on HBO Max. The episodes are very short. There's only six, and it ends on a Christmas episode. So. It's a cute little binge if you want to get Christmassy. If you also want to get Christmassy, I guess you could watch the first episode of Hawkeye, which drops the day before Thanksgiving. It's going to be the best Christmas ever. I have not watched this yet, but according to the trailer, it looks pretty Christmassy. Do you have to listen to Jeremy Renner's album in the background? No, you do. <laughs> you you are just going to listen to Jeremy Renner's album at all times because that's your life and I don't judge your decisions. Um... And finally, if you want to watch something new that I am predicting is going to be Thanksgiving-y, but I can't promise, but the next episode of Gossip Girl, which split its seasons in half, I'm talking about the new Gossip Girl, the first episode of the second half of the season, that still is still with me, yes, <laughs> the it, drops on thanks- it drops on Thanksgiving Day, and I have to assume it's a Thanksgiving episode because... Thanksgiving episodes were kind of a thing on Gossip Girl. I mean, not like they are in Friends. Really, you should just watch 100 episodes of I know, yeah. Just put that in your rotation. <laughs> That's really all you need. I This is the revamped Gossip Girl that you're suggesting, though, right? Correct. Yeah, no, the original Gossip Girl is not dropping new episodes. <laughs> XO, Gossip Girl. Nate, Serena, and the gang are back this Thanksgiving I mean, none day. of those people are that busy. So if they did do an episode. How dare you? Blake Lively is busy launching her seltzer. Chase Crawford Really is the busy. only person that's busy is Dan Humphrey. Chase Crawford is busy being in one episode of SNL and also he's on The Boys. That hasn't been back for a hundred years. Penn Badgley is point, very busy. Penn Badgley is busy being Cardi B's best friend. Yeah. He's the only one that truly has no time. He is the Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen of that cast. Lane Meester is busy being married to Adam Brody. They're busy. They're not that busy. All right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we will talk about some of the movies that we're looking forward to. For the people who don't have as much time as we do. Okay, well, we'll be here all day if we list every single movie that's available to you. So we're just going to narrow it down to a few. I personally... In addition to the many scenarios I've already laid out of people I'll be watching content with, also have two small children, my niece and nephew, and they are very hard to please when it comes to movies. And it's also hard to find a movie that they want to watch that I also want to watch. But weirdly, I think Jungle Cruise might be the answer. It's on Disney Plus now. I don't really want to see this, but I would tolerate this because The Rock and Emily Blunt are very good. Yeah, I guess that those two would be the only reason to watch this. I watched The Guilty with Jake Gyllenhaal, which is a very uh, intense movie where 
He plays a 911 operator. Well, he's a cop that's like currently suspended. So he's now taking calls for 911, which seems a little bit problematic in itself. But, you know. Uh, I think Jake's been on the phone with 911 now that Taylor Swift has re-released the Red album. God. If you've been on the internet recently, there's a lot of talk about all the songs about Jake Gyllenhaal. Sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, so sorry to this Jake Gyllenhaal. I think Jake Gyllenhaal will be fine. Um, But this movie, The Guilty, on Netflix is a bit of a... I guess it kind of keeps you on the edge of your seat. Um, It's a bit of like anxiety inducing, but I like I didn't regret watching it. I think it's an easy movie to watch with your friend, like your family. What an endorsement. It'll keep everybody engaged, which like what else could you want? Okay, this is on Netflix. Yes, this is on Netflix. Well, I don't know if this would keep everyone in my family engaged, but I think Tick, Tick, Boom, the musical on Netflix, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda and starring... Andrew Garfield about the life of Jonathan Larson, who created the musical Rent, will keep me and my mom occupied. Yes, I was going to say, Peggy will definitely be engaged. I know a movie that Becky and I are really looking forward to that recently came out on Paramount Plus is Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> Just kidding. No. No, no, <laughs> that is, no. That is something you could watch with you, your family, and your children if you hate yourself. Um, but if you don't, you could watch King Richard, which comes out on November 19th on HBO, starring Will Smith, um, focused on Serena and, and Venus Williams. That looks very promising. I know Becky and I are very excited to consume this content. Yes, not with the children, but with the rest of my family. That looks like it's going to be good. And I also will throw out a plug for Shang-Chi and Legend of the Ten Rings, which is now streaming on Disney+. Plus. I think that is a solid movie if you miss it in theaters, even if you're not a big Marvel person. It's on. It's in its own you know, little separate universe. It's a good family movie. It's kind of long, so if you got some time to kill, I enjoy this one. Zareen, let's be real. Let's be honest. What do you think you're actually going to end up watching? I think a movie that I'll definitely watch is obviously King Richard. Um, And then out of TV shows, Love Life. I didn't convince you to watch The Great, the British series of our time. (laughs) No, also because it's not British series. It's a Russian series. Well, it's not a Russian series. Well, it's like related to Russia more than it's related. (laughs) Um, Either way, Love Life just seems more... Romantic comedy seems more holiday-ish, even if it's a little bit dark. <laughs> I will definitely be watching Tick, Tick, Boom, because I can't resist Andrew Garfield. I will definitely watch a second season of The Great. I guess I should watch Dave. You know what? And maybe I'll finish Dune. <laughs> oh, Dune! I actually, I legitimately am going to watch it. We didn't, we've talked at nauseam about the fact that Serena watched 25 minutes of Dune so we can bring it up again but I I, I legitimately am going to watch Dune yeah I'll finish Dune how about that Dune is also available to you and your whole family on HBO okay Becky it's time for the burning question are you ready I am ready okay in the spirit of awkward family encounters if you had to have dinner with an eccentric celebrity family who would you pick out of the following oh god it's going to be horrible options I know you Kay Hudson's family oh okay the Osbournes Ugh. <laughs> or the Levy family. Like Eugene and Dan Levy? Yes. Eugene and Dan Levy. What the hell kind of... Wow. First of all, I'm really proud of you for putting in not all heinous options. I, mean, I thought I it tried. was going to be like... I thought it was going to be like the Manson family. <laughs> That's what I should have gone <laughs> The bald um, ones. Yeah. I would enjoy spending time... It would be just like being on Schitt's Creek. 
You know who I really um, would not enjoy spending Thanksgiving with? The Smiths. Because I feel like why? there's some awkward stuff happening with that red table talk. I don't know. Every week is like Jada's you don't want to be you don't want to be invited to the table. <laughs> I don't want to be invited to the table. I feel like Jada Pinkett Smith's always talking about how she's not satisfied with Will Smith, and then she's like, "Never mind, I am. Don't come for him." And I'm like, "Leave me out of this." I mean, I, do Scientologists even observe Thanksgiving? I don't think Thanksgiving is a religious holiday. I think it's just a problematic American holiday. I don't know what. Holidays, Scientologists are yeah. To... I I don't know if it's in the contract. I don't. They know. They have to wait until like Zenu broke bread with the pilgrims, and I don't know when that was. <laughs> that might not be. <laughs> Speaking of Thanksgiving, DJ played the only Thanksgiving song I know: the Thanksgiving song by Adam Sandler. Turkey for me, turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. Love to eat the turkey at the table. I once saw a movie with Betty Grable. Not Over It is hosted and produced by Becky Kirsch and Zareen Siddiqui. Our producer is Emily Feld. Our editor is John Ross. Our executive producers are Allison Noel and Lisa Sugar. Have something to share? Tell us the moments you're not over by emailing us at notoverit at popsugar.com. Thanks for listening.